0: We've got to picture of the scene in the gospel reading today. Jesus and his disciples are up in the region of Galilee. This is the northern region of Israel. Jesus was liked up there. It was the southern region near Jerusalem that he didn't have many friends. And so they are ministering throughout Galilee and, and they're walking towards Capernaum, which is basically at the south end of Galilee. And Jesus is telling his disciples, that the Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. And of course, the disciples really can't comprehend it at this time because they're spending time with Jesus in Galilee, where he's liked, where he has friends. And they can't comprehend that Jesus is going to be put to death. And so they simply disregard it. And as they're walking along, Jesus can hear them bickering in the background. And I'm sure he knows, well, we know he knows exactly what they're bickering about. But Jesus, when they get to Capernaum, says to the disciples, what were you arguing about along the way? And of course he knows the answer. It's like that parent that knows that their kid has done something wrong, and they ask the kid, did you do that, or what were you doing? And they fully expect the kid to deny it. But they want to see whether or not that child has integrity, right? And in this moment, Jesus fully expects his disciples to deny it. But he wonders whether or not the integrity that he has instored in them has taken root. And so what did the disciples do? They remained silent. They were embarrassed because they knew that they had done something wrong. And then Jesus says... If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last and the servant of all. I remember in seminary studying this particular gospel passage, and I couldn't really figure out what that meant. That anyone who wants to be first shall be the last and the servant of all. But the reality of that is, is Jesus is reminding us of who we are called to be as Christians. Who we are called to to basically form our life around, which is Jesus himself, the servant of all. You know, in the second reading from the letter of St. James, we hear where jealousy, self-ambition exists, there is disorder in every foul practice. And I think for the most part, that can define who we are as human beings, because we each experience some kind of jealousy or selfish ambition. I know I have in my life, and I'm Assume everyone else has in theirs. It's what it means to be a sinner, right? To turn inward upon ourselves and disregard what God has given us and claim it as our own. You know, we have to be careful about that because, again, that is turning away from God. In the book of wisdom we hear, let us beset the just one because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings, reproaches us for the transgressions of the law, and charges us with violations of our training. So often in our lives, we allow our jealousy to not only define us, but define others as well. And then in defining people negatively, we, whether or not we realize it or not, we seek in many ways to bring them down. That's what the Pharisees did to Jesus. Is They saw something that was beautiful, something that was true, a light in darkness. And what happens if we spend our entire lives in darkness, and then all at once a bright light is shown in our eyes? What are we going to do naturally? We hide our eyes, because it hurts, right? The idea is, is if we allow our eyes to focus on the light, we begin to see the truth around us. We begin to see things that were hidden in the darkness. So often in our lives, we are a reactionary people. Something happens and we react to it immediately without recognizing that we need to allow ourselves to focus so we can see those aspects of truth that were once hidden to our eyes. What I love about the end of this gospel is Jesus, in some ways, defines what it means to have true faith. He takes a child, places it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he says to them, whoever receives one child such as this in my name, receives me. And whoever receives me, receives not me, but the one who sent me. Jesus is calling us to lay down those things that concern us in our own lives, and to have faith such as a child. It's interesting because I didn't really recognize the importance of this part of the passage until a few years ago. My last assignment in POW we had before COVID had these things, little index cards in the pews called Pew Art. Little kids were, you know, bored uh, during Mass. They would get those out with a pencil and they'd draw something. And, you know, it was great after Mass because they'd bring them all up to the priest's so joyfully and hand them to us and say, Father, look what I made for you. And there was this one day that this six-year-old girl runs up to me and hands me this piece of scribbled art. And I knew it was supposed to be me because it was a stick figure with a long beard. (laughs) But in that stick figure's hands was a little circle holding up before. And a little cross in the circle, a little arrow towards the circle, The next to that arrow, she wrote, God. And that amazed me, because that six-year-old girl had a better understanding of faith, probably than anyone else in that church that day. Recognizing in those moments that God does exist in that host, before our very eyes. See, we spend so much time worrying about things in the world, worrying about where we're going to buy our next pair of shoes or that nice new car that we're looking at or perhaps, I don't know, how we're going to pay our bills or put food on our table. Worried about whether or not you know, our schools are going to do this or that or our families are going to listen to us or grow or if we're fulfilling our duties at work we worry about so much things in the world that we forget about what's truly important, which is God. There was this priest I remember several times telling myself and the seminarians at the seminary and using this phrase, and I've used it several times in my homilies. You probably may have already heard it. But he asked the question, who is your God today, right now, in this moment? What is it that you're giving more to of yourself? Where are you focused? Where is your mind? Where are you putting your efforts, your talents, your treasures? That's your God, right? So we have to ask the question, each of us, who is our God? And if we can't define our God today, at this very moment, as Jesus Christ, then we have a problem, don't we? We become like the disciples in the gospel reading today who bicker back and forth amongst them, who's the better one, who's the greatest of all? They don't realize that the person walking before them is the greatest of all. And so as we continue on throughout our day, continue on throughout our week, Let us recognize that not everything that we see is what is meant to be in the sense of that notion of darkness versus light. Sometimes we have to allow our eyes to focus, to recognize truth amongst us, to recognize that Jesus Christ is our God. To have that faith of a child, to not doubt in truth and mercy, and to be willing to respond to the one who loves us so much. Unlike the disciples, we cannot remain silent. We must recognize our faults, seek mercy for them. God so desires to give that. But also, be willing to focus on what truly matters. To leave those trivial things off to the side where they belong. If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last and the servant of all. To lay down our lives for our friends. To die to ourselves so that we may live for Jesus Christ.